Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Real Wrestling Podcast. With all the news and views in the pro wrestling world today, now, let's keep it real with Nathan and Joel. How are we doing, everybody? We are here for the Real Wrestling Podcast, keeping it real, having a chat, before we uh, get into a little surprise for you all. But we'll talk about that soon. Joel, how are we doing, my friend? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, can't complain. New Year's uh, just popped up and uh, had a great time. Holidays with the family, spent time um, with loved ones. And uh, did you did you guys have a good time with your families? Uh, it was you know we we uh, we don't really celebrate New Year's because like everything here just gets ridiculously expensive. If you want to enter a pub or a bar that is normally free Monday through to Sunday on New Year's, they charge you 20 to 30 quid. And you think, I go here on a Monday and a Tuesday night or a Friday night and you don't charge me, so why am I going to pay extra? But, you know, otherwise I just stayed in, played a couple of video games with the dog. Just relax, really, nothing bad. And it's not just the two of us. We do also have the man with a plan, the man keeping a time and making sure that both Joel and I are in check. He has a real difficult job, but ladies and gentlemen, we have Ryan, our producer with us. How are we doing, Ryan? You good, my friend? I'm doing great, guys. It's great to be here with you on my my first show together with you all. And I'm looking forward to uh, being part of the Real Wrestling family. Well, good to have you here, my friend. Good to have you here. So what is the Real Wrestling Podcast? It's real simple. It is real wrestling for real fans, presented by real fans, just chatting and vibing, but also at the same time doing a few little interviews. So, uh, Joel, should we... Might I just add that this week... Our first week really revamping this show and our first week with me and Nathan um, and our wonderful producer, Ryan, we have two wonderful guests that we will be showcasing on this show for you today. Um, I mean, if you've read the description title on the show um, details, you'll know who it is. But guys, we have a doozy of a show for you today. Man, it was or it's going to be it's it's crazy how um, my my favorite bit is that we actually hear from the guest the real truth behind some stuff that's come out online recently and i like that and and that's what you're going to hear from us you're going to hear the real truth this isn't cut this isn't pasted we're not gonna give you a clickbait hey you know we you know the undertaker and kane real brothers question mark we're not like that because that's not how it is. It's it's literally in the name, real. I promise you, it's real. So, and there might be things heard on this show that you've never heard before. Oh, that is a good shout as well. That is a good shout. But that's what's called a tease, gentlemen. A tease. Oh, is it a tease? Is it? Is that the word? Look at that. Look. See, <laughs> we get a producer and we get professional words. Normally, you just get told it's stuff. Normally, stuff. Now we get called it's. A tease. Tease. So, as is real fans, real wrestling. Joel, what you got for me this week? What, what, what are we, what are we, what are we talking about? What are we thinking? 
I mean, it's on everybody's timelines right now. It's hard to miss the talks I've won about. The lottery? If you did, you better be sending some my way. <laughs> no, go on. What we got? What, what's it's hard to miss. And I mean, let's think about it. WWE is the flagship wrestling program. Yeah. We yeah. we all have to admit it, no matter if they're the best right now or or some opinion people might think that they're the worst programming out there. Um, they are the flagship. And the talk of the town right now is Vince McMahon is back, and there's rumors that he might be selling the company. So Rumors are strong. So, you know, the... Vince being back, uh, it was going so well. Even I was enjoying on it. Like, even, like, I'm an indie guy, yeah? I, I'm an yeah. indie, I'm an ECW before WWF were involved. I was a WCW kid. I was anti them. I was, no, not anti them, but do you know what I mean? I was, right. I was that kind of guy. You know, when it moved to PG, when it moved to that kind of away from the Attitude Era, I went to local shows. I went to indie shows. I moved that way, checked out New Japan. And then he stepped down over this right. allegations, this investigation, etc. Hunter took over. And I started paying a bit more attention again because... It added a little bit more of an excitement. It wasn't the Muckman product. I've been, I've read reports that he's not going to affect the day to day. I mean, you don't really know. I mean, everything's up in the air right now, and it's hard to say. Um, even if he sells the company, I don't think that you'll ever see WWE go away. Um, but who would he sell it to? Like, let's be honest here. I mean, this is this is probably more Brian's forte when it comes down to the money side of the business. But who would he sell it to? What, Fox? Disney? CBS? Amazon? Who do you think, Ryan? Who, I mean, financially, Ryan, who? Well, it's got to be somebody, obviously, who can afford the company. So why not Tony Khan? I'm 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 kidding. Oh, I'm, I'm being facetious there. But are we going to um, do like actually, old technically they could WCW afford angle here? Yeah, I mean, technically they could afford it. But I honestly think it will be a larger entity like uh, NBC Universal or Amazon. And then, as as you and I have said off the air before, uh, guys then it becomes a streaming situation likely here in the United States where Raw and SmackDown aren't uh, necessarily on basic cable anymore. They're probably a premium service or included in a package on a tier system with a revamped WWE network or if NBC Universal makes the purchase and expanded coverage on Peacock. I just I I really do believe now that Vince is ready to facilitate the sale. I don't know what happens from there, but what I can say is I think the circus that's about to follow in the next few months should be a lot of fun to watch and talk about. Do you think it's, do you feel it will affect the day-to-day -day running? Well, do you think it will affect the show? I mean, like we're hearing it won't, but 
I mean, you put out a really interesting article over at realwrestling.net that is going to be like the power struggle between Khan and McMahon. And I'm looking, uh, you know. Not my feeling is um, in the beginning, it's not going to be an issue of uh, Vince's return. I think it will be exactly as as Dave Meltzer and many are reporting that that they are hearing right now is that it will be more about the next network or media rights deal, so to speak, or facilitating the out and out purchase of the company by a larger uh, conglomerate. Um, but in my mind, over time, because it's Vince McMahon and we've seen this in the past from him. He just won't be able to keep his finger out of the sugar bowl. Um, and I'm not referring to his sexual exploits either. I'm talking about <laughs> WWE. Uh, so I just, no, I just don't think he'll be able to leave things alone. And and I, I think eventually with him back in power, slowly but surely, we'll see that influence. And I don't know how much resistance that'll get from the other people on the top of the company. Could we see a graphic coming up that says... Uh... Hunter Hearst Helmsley is all elite. <laughs> Let's not get that out of here. <laughs> I don't know if you'll Let's ever see that. Let's not fantasy book, shall we? Let's not fantasy book. Oh, I mean, what? there's a head headline here from uh, Cage Side Seats. Um, they're reporting that um, WWE reportedly hires JP Morgan to advise on sales as analyst lists potential buyers. That's it certainly seems closer now than it ever has, don't you think, Nathan? I mean, it feels yeah. like we're in the home right. stretch of them selling. Oh, yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, I think they're in that phase. I think the investigation, look, I'm seeing something. I've, I've seen something as well online today that already two board members have, have resigned. Um, I've seen that. Uh, and it's come from quite a reliable source of Sean, uh, Sean Sapp. Is it Sap? Russell mm. Sap or something along those Sean lines. Sap. So, there we go. So I've seen that. Um, is it how quickly can it be done? Is gonna be the the next question. With JP Morgan coming on, they are gonna want to get the right analytical side of things on it because mm. their cut will be determined by what the sale price is. Now, Vince still owns majority. That That's the main thing on this. Vince yep. still owns majority. The thing will be is if he sells it to some kind of global, you know, global company, be it Amazon, Disney, as you said, you know, the, the universal side of things, which I also find interesting because of the, the ties um, AEW have there too so that's going to be an interesting one but will Vince then really let go and how will that then affect the product because if whoever it is brings them in they're going to want to run it themselves you know what it's like you, people I've seen it many a times people come in they buy a business they come in and they're like yeah yeah we'll keep things the same right. and three months down the line half the old staff are there aka let's take twitter take twitter you know elon musk coming in saying we'll make it better things will be you know better for everybody all employees will love it and half the london office has walked out i mean i believe in la 
there is no one left in the LA office. Do you know what I mean? And will it will it work? Will having people that aren't a wrestling company in a way because you could say it you know AEW is not a wrestling company well it is it's run by Tony Khan he's running Mm -hmm. how all of us as uh you know wrestling commentators wrestling opinionists article writers however we describe ourselves would do we are people that would fantasy book and we but he's got the money to bring in we say oh we'd love to see you know Alistair Black versus, I don't know, Eddie Kingston. Right. We would be like, oh, that's amazing. He has the money to do that, if that makes sense. And he has the platform. Whereas yes. someone like, I don't know, let's 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 say, because I mean, I, I'm convinced it could be a Disney purchase. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I generally believe that they'll go off of the back of sports entertainment. A lot of the wrestlers are have the potential to become actors could we see them in a lot more of um disney films be it voices be it stunt doubles be it actually uh, in person it would work in their side because of things i think it would it would merge quite well but it's disney they're not they're not wrestling they're not a wrestling company it's not a wrestling family it's not like when vince bought you know stampede wrestling it was a wrestling family buying a wrestling family when vince was going down and was snapping up all of these regions it wasn't a rest it wasn't uh amazon a bookstore initially but right. amazon buying them it was a wrestling family buying a wrestling family out and merging together my concern is yes it will still be there but as what we've known it as throughout the years i don't think will and i do agree with you ryan when you're saying around the the tier system for the the streaming because being over here in the uk we already have it you have to pay between 50 to 100 pound for sky sports or virgin media and then on top of that you then have to pay an extra 15 to 25 pound a month for BT Sports to be able to just watch it live. And then if you want everything else on top of it, you're looking at around 15, I think it's between 15 to 20 pound for the network. So you're already looking at 100 quid, you know, 150 quid. And we've been guinea pigs for that for decades. Think about this though. Where it is. And and I'll agree with Ryan on this about the Amazon uh, kind of deal. If if it goes to Amazon, a lot of people already have Amazon Prime for their delivery purposes, and Amazon Prime comes with that, the, the video package with all the movies, and it's got Thursday Night Football. You can only watch Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime now. So, Which is I also think interesting it's a, over here, because you, you don't. You can watch that on Sky TV. Right. But over here in the U.S., you can only watch it on uh, Amazon Prime. So it forces people to already have it. And them knowing that it's almost like a shoe-in. Well, if they already have it, we can put Raw and SmackDown on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And and maybe have the pay-per-views on a tier system of Amazon Prime 
to where like if you want the pay-per-views as well you pay maybe five dollars more a month and you get everything and then it it would take business away from from peacock but at the same time jeff bezos is going to want that money so i think at the end of the day whether it be amazon uh, nbc peacock whatever it is they're going to have to to it's going to be a bidding war they're going to vince mcmahon's it, it they're going to have to shovel out a lot a lot of money to buy this company i mean i do have one question if disney buys it does it mean that alexa bliss is a disney princess <laughs> no, but it means they can put Sasha Banks in charge of WWE because they've already got her for the Mandalorian. So you know, they can, wow. they can uh, officially wow. make her the boss. Wow. You know? She's back. There's your tie-in. There's your tie-in to pro wrestling and, and the mouse right there is, is Sasha. She's the missing link in the whole deal. But no, but I just I think that, uh, and I'm going to kick this back to both of you guys, but. You know, at the end of the day, which one of those, because as we know, it's going to have to be one of these big, yep. it, it could even be an Apple or a company like that. That's Ooh, looking to, to yeah. venture off into entertainment. Uh, I mean, you don't know who's out there streaming right now, especially live sports is, is considered to be at a premium, um, yep. you know, and WWE has a proven product. Whoever buys them is going to get that library, which is invaluable, right. you know, um, I guess in my mind, you know, as far as being fans, and I know it's going to differ because we're in the States and, and Nathan, you're in, in the UK, yep. but who would you like to see purchase the company? I personally wouldn't mind Disney just because of the fact that they're tied in with ESPN and there could be some ESPN specials. Uh, of course, Fox has the same thing with FS1, but, uh, you know, I, I would want them to be tied in with someone who has an established network already on or multiple networks already on basic cable so at least we know we've got a chance that the content could stay for free basically yeah go on joe i'll give you answer first because i'm gonna throw a little bit of a spanner in the works go on joe well i mean i've i've uh made like amazon would be my i i think that amazon would probably be the best just because i would say probably 90 percent or more of americans have amazon prime I mean, it's a very high number, and if it's not 90, it's damn close to it. Um, you, I, you can't drive down a neighborhood without seeing a few Amazon trucks in the neighborhood, no matter what time of day you leave the house. So everybody's got it to shoe in. Um, Jeff Bezos has the money to buy it. I, I mean, unless Elon Musk wants to buy another company... <laughs> I don't see it, see it happening. But... Oh, God. Could you see him on Raw and SmackDown every week? <laughs> the, like first, Russo back. the first that's match the ever end, in space. The, all right. That's the end of the shows right there. If you put him on, uh, that's an automatic t channel changer. Uh, well, I think mine, mine, mine's going mine's gonna to throw a spanner in the woods. If, what I would like is, I'm um, right. If it was going to be someone, it, it would be a Disney a potential Disney with the ESPN. What I think, I think it's going to be from Saudi Arabia. Because think of the ties. Think of, I mean, if you take over here, if you take over here in the UK, okay, they've just bought Newcastle United. They own uh, Manchester City. They are buying football clubs, soccer clubs. 
They are that's professional their golf. Yeah, yeah, professional golf. They are my rumor I've heard is they are looking at an MLB team. So they're looking at baseball as well. They want to because look, at the end of the day, we're not gonna get political. We're not gonna get political here, but at the end of the day, Saudi Arabia has a bad reputation. Um, you know, they are wanting to increase their reputation where it's not as bad as it is. And look, you're talking to a guy that I used to live out in the Middle East, so I understand it and you know, the whole political situation, it's very difficult. We're not gonna go into it, but purchasing WWE with everything they already have with WWE, I think is probably going to be a very strong contender that the Saudi Arabian government or the an entity away from the government, exactly like they did with Newcastle United over here, I feel that's going to happen almost. Uh, I mean, you know, another case in point, they're looking at for the World Cup. So it's another big thing. Um, that's that's my thought. I would love for it to be a, a Disney or even an Amazon, but I feel like it's going to be a completely different and it will be uh, a Saudi Arabian backed and led coalition kind of thing. And we'll we'll go from there. I mean, they almost bought Chelsea. For goodness sake, and if anyone knows around uh, the soccer and the football side of things, that was the most expensive sports sale within the United Kingdom that's ever occurred over a, over a billion pounds. And they just went, Yeah, okay, here you go. Like, they, the, like that happened with American, but they were it was between them and the American owner, and it was only because the PFL. PFL got involved and were like, well, we already have Newcastle, we can't, you know, and City yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, um, that's my thoughts. WWE is so much this all-American organization, mom and apple pie. I mean, we've seen this support the troops thing that they do and and the Hulk Hogan with the red, white, and blue and Cena and, you know, all the patriotic characters they've had over the years. I mean... It, it, for Saudi Arabia to purchase them would be like them purchasing the Dallas damn Cowboys. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're buying America's team. And honestly, while I do believe if the money's right it, and they definitely have the money there to, to make it happen, it'll happen. I also think it would be a death knell for WWE because I don't think fans here would accept it. A great portion of them wouldn't accept it. And a great deal of wrestlers would not want to wrestle over there because they're going to want a lot of matches a lot of shows mm -hmm. in that part of the world yeah. and and i just can't see a lot of the wrestlers here wanting to make uh, you know f two or three times a year to make a 14-hour flight's one thing but to do it on a regular basis i can't see also you have some people who won't go because of their political or religious beliefs like Sami yeah. Zayn. Yeah. so i mean your your potential of losing talent your fan base and a lot of advertisers goes along with all that Saudi money. Now, granted, then it becomes the Saudis problem on how do you get those people back or how do you make yeah. it right? But I, I honestly think that would be the worst case scenario for WWE and its fans. Hey mate, I'm going to Walmart. You need anything? Why are you going to Walmart? We're in the middle of an interview. Yeah, but 
I gotta go pick up some wrestling figures. Really? Wrestling figures. Yeah, wrestling so figures. Much, so much easier. Just go to store.realwrestling.net. From you mean there. I don't have to leave my house? No, you don't have to leave your house. They will ship them to you. Really? We've got to do, yeah, they deal with things like AEW's Unrivaled, Unmatched, all of Mattel's WWE range. Like, honestly, it's there. And do you know the best thing about it? Right? It's okay. real prices by real people. So it's not even like, oh, we're going to make $300 or pounds off of a figure that normally costs 30 quid. They're going to still keep them at that or close to it, of course, really? because, well, you know, you've always got your shipping fees. So just literally head to store.realwrestling.net and that's where you'll find it. Shit, I'm going to do that right now. I agree. I, I, I see think, that side of it too, yeah. Yeah, I think we really... It's such a grey line. It's such a tightrope. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a, a, look, we could go on all day on this one, but Joel, come on, give us give us another headline. Okay, another headline from for you uh, from Bleacher Report. New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 17 sets record. Wednesday's event was the most watched New Japan Pro Wrestling show ever on their streaming service. That speaks volumes. It does. Now the question is, where are they going to pull that from? Is that going to be the Osprey versus Omega? Are they going to play it for the, you know, the, the Jay White? situation because i've heard rumors that both the e and aw are in contract talks with him or are they gonna put it on to mercedes i mean or could it be all three i mean i don't know we we have spoken about the the mercedes situation and look i all power to her and i love it and i think that what she's done is right she knows her worth but is this going to be a, could we have another Cody Rhodes situation? You could. I mean, obviously with numbers like that, it's their most watched uh, show ever on their streaming platform. Um, they're doing something right. Oh, yeah, 100%. They've got that. They've got the, the you know, New Japan over, obviously, in the East, within Japan, within China, within Korea is hugely watched is watched more than you know the e or aew and that's why events like forbidden door was so good because it brought more attention to that um you know and sending shinsuke over to noah another example that started to give more draws back into the e and, and that's fair but i think for new japan I don't think they've conquered the West. I don't think I don't think they have. I can't say that this mm. one this one pay per view has made them conquer the West, but it's more this one pay per view has made them have a lot more eyes on the West and they've taken a lot more talent. I mean, I've named them right. there, you know, Jay White, Mercedes, uh, Osprey, uh, Omega. FTR, 
um, Tamatonga. Do you know what I mean? It, right. They've integrated that Western Gallows, uh, not Gallows, uh, Anderson, wasn't it, as well? Right. So, They're bringing in more American talent, which is yeah. bringing more eyes from Americans over there. And obviously it's paying off for them because the viewers are coming in from over here as well. So but then where does it where does it become no longer New Japan where the Japanese talent come through, where the Eastern talent come through? Does that make sense? Right. Because they need to build that. And you know, you're looking at Okada's not getting young. Okada is not getting young. I mean right. You know, don't get me wrong, he could go. You've got Muta, who is a draw, regardless. It's it's Muta. Yeah. But he's retiring. This is his last legs. Right. You know, and I mean, Ryan, you would have seen this within the 80s, etc. with, you know, your well, 70s even. I believe that's when Hogan went over. You know, you had Foley over there. I think you even had me, Mark Callis. Over, I, I believe I'm not 100 percent sure, but he was over there, and it worked amazing. But then it it it, it dropped off again. Um, my concern is if they start throwing too many in again, they're going to get that criticism from the local crowd because it's not easy to and it's not cheap to no, get to Japan. So you can't be reliant on a Western audience, but. Could they then start getting the criticism from the local crowd that there's too many, uh, you know, Westerners there? And will they then revert back to going again and that drops it down? Like, that's my thoughts. That's my worry. I like New Japan. I do too. But my worry is that they're relying too much on the western draw at this time well what i've noticed the pattern for uh most of the current wrestling programs they seem to have a point where they peak and um then they start dropping down and then they might bring somebody uh like uh i mean they brought anderson back cm punk and then their number shoots up they brought anderson back didn't they and their numbers shot back up again Right. So basically, they are putting the right people in place. Like Mercedes Monet might have been the, the reason why the number popped because people were curious to see her in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And you might see the number drop again drastically after she's there maybe two or three weeks because it happens like that where I, I hate to say it, but it's like they go there, they, they see what it's all about. They see, uh, am I going to be interested in this? And it might not live up to their expectations. And then, you know, two weeks later, they turn the program off or they switch to another one and they see what that one's about. And they're, they they're use the free around. trial. They use the free trial up. And exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, look, personally, I think it wasn't Mercedes. I think it was FTR because everyone loves FTR. And if you don't love FTR, I'm going to find you and we're going to have words. Sorry. Or, <laughs> as our guest would say, if you don't like FTR, oh, do you want me? Can I? Can I? Can I? Please, please, let's let me, let me, please. Because if you why don't, don't we let him say it himself? Well, look, because because there's there's one way of putting this. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna let me introduce our guests because the way I did it, I think they enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie. I think they did. Uh, so yeah, you know. So why don't why don't we let our why don't we let our future selves tell our past selves who we've got? So uh, over to you, Joel and, and Nathan. That's really weird. Over to you, Joel and Nathan. Over to us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Real Wrestling Podcast, and I am joined not by just one, but two incredible guests coming in from the comedic voice the man with the smooth talking mac davis and alongside him the wwe hall of famer the man that brings you holla holla player player ladies and gentlemen teddy long <laughs> welcome to the show gentlemen how are we today <laughs> that sounds like a Johnny Carson introduction. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, we are joined today by two amazing, as I've said before, two amazing guests. I am your host, Nathan Sinclair, and I'm joined by my co-host. I'm Joel. What's up, guys? All right, Joel. Well, What's Joel. Happening, Joel? <laughs> All right, so, come on, Joel. You got to stay on top of it, player. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here joined by two incredible guests as i've said before they are the hosts of an incredible podcast and as i said to you you know this gives matt gives the voice that is you know smooth talking comedic and then you have that incredible wrestling knowledge and brain of teddy's over there at road trip after hours uh where, where will we have to find you guys I, oh, you, you can find us anywhere where the podcast platform is out there. Any podcast platform, just look up Road Trip After Hours and on YouTube. In fact, we uh, actually encourage Teddy and I all the time, subscribe to that YouTube channel of Road Trip After Hours. And the reason being, we're about to start giving away prizes and you Woo! have to be subscribed to win. So everybody listening and watching oh, right snap. now, subscribe right now because you could be winning prizes soon. Woo! That's it. Yeah. Now that's what I like to hear. So remember, guys, go ahead and subscribe, and you never know, you may be you may be a lucky so and so. But of course, we have come to talk to you guys and find out, you know, pick those brains of yours and hear those stories because that is what we like to hear, and that is what our uh, you know audience will also love to hear. So, if you don't mind, we're going to start with the man that did bring us holla holla. Player, player, one on one with the Undertaker, Teddy Long. So hey, you know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> this is brilliant. And so for myself, so you're aware we, uh, you know, growing up watching you over in the uh, WCW days, knowing you well, as I, a referee. You know, I started. You know, I started in the NWA. You did. You did down in Carolina. Is that right? Yeah, well, it was out of Georgia, but it was for Jim Crockett Promotions, which mm -hmm. was based out of Carolina. But I lived in uh, Atlanta, and they started taping the, uh, the TV shows in Atlanta at the TBS studio. So that's how I got hooked up and ended up working with NWA. In fact, Teddy's so old in the wrestling business, he actually wrestled Abe Lincoln. <laughs> that's, that, no, that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> Teddy, am I lying? I, no. 
<laughs> Yo, incredible. I heard there's a rumor. There's a rumor out there. Uh, can you can can you f- confirm? Um, did you sit behind Jesus in the third grade? <laughs> no, I sit. No, I sit in front of him. You sit in front of him. Oh, yeah. in front of him. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, hey, hey. See, but what you guys got to understand, you know, a lot of people see when people talk about people being old, you know, it's a lot of people be offended about that. That don't bother me. Numbers are gonna come. If I live next year, I'll be another year right. older. So, but, but just take a look at me, and you see the and the and the shape that I'm in. Then you ain't gonna be worried about talking about. How old I am, because I don't worry about no numbers. You know what I mean? Numbers are gonna come. Just stay healthy and stay alive. Oh, that is what we love to hear. That's what I'm talking about. You know, as we we know, and uh, you know, as many of our listeners know, you are a living legend, Teddy. For many of our listeners, you were the face. You were the GM of obviously uh, SmackDown, and you gave us some incredible lines, but. Like you said, you know, you did start uh, Jim Crockett Promotions. Uh, you officiated as well within the NWA. And if I'm right in thinking, you worked alongside the legendary referee that was Tommy Young. Is that correct? That's correct. Tommy Young. Yeah, I did a lot. I, I, I don't, Me and Tommy rode together for a little while. And, uh, I, I, you know, I kind of hung out with him, you know, you know, and learned a lot from Tommy Young. And in fact, I happened to see him, I guess, maybe about two or three months ago. Uh, Mac and I were up in uh, Rome, Georgia at a fan fest and Tommy Young was there. So I had the opportunity wow. to see Tommy. Wow. That's incredible to hear, you know. Um... Absolutely. And I also saw him at WrestleCade too. He was at WrestleCade too. I got a chance to see him there too. Nice, nice. It's always good. It's obviously always good to hear that you're still able to connect those memories. And I'm assuming as soon as you saw him, it was exactly like you were back on the road again. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was just good to see him, man. You know, it's always good to see the guys that uh, you broke in with, you know, especially, you know, they're still alive and they're healthy and they're doing okay. Because a lot of guys I broke in with, you know, they're not around anymore. They've gone, you know, to meet their maker. And a lot of them are, you know, are injured or in bad shape, you know, can't even get around and stuff. So, you know, you have, that's why I'm, I'm, I stress so hard, you know, please take care of yourself. You know, don't, don't just go and train just because you in, in professional wrestling. What about when you leave professional wrestling, you're going to need to keep, to keep yourself going there. So, so I, I urge everybody and Absolutely. Mac will tell you, I stay on him all the time, man. Get yes. in the gym, start eating right. Cause I done did everything, man. I done put everything in my body, A to Z. So God has spared me, I'm still alive. So why would I keep doing that stupid shit? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so you got to come to, you got you come to your senses and let you know if the, if the man is keeping you around, then you must still have a purpose, but you got to help him out. So the way I help him out is by staying in the gym training and do, you know, eating healthy and doing the right thing. and you know, just, just doing, you know, whatever needs to be done to keep myself alive. Oh, well, I, I'm not going to lie, Teddy. Right. I would not want to mess with you at any point, especially if you are in that gym hitting those weights. Cause, uh, uh whew, I bet you could give us a good old, uh, a good old smackdown when we need it. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it, it, I do what I do. <laughs> Teddy is probably one of the most, Teddy is one of the most physical and enduring people that I know when it comes to his endurance. He can get on a treadmill and outdo me and anybody else Ooh. I know at my age or even younger. He can go. In fact, he cut a promo from the gym on New Year's Day to show everybody he was in the gym and working out 
45 minutes into that workout and he's doing this video and you would think he just got on the treadmill because his speech is just smooth as silk. No heavy breathing, nothing. Well, I mean, I would, you know, I'm sure that's coming from your, uh, the old rep days. You have your great cardio there, Teddy. Well, it comes from, you know, me training for over 20 Mm -hmm. years. You know what I mean? My body has adjusted to that. And that's why I can, I'm able to still do that. And if I don't do that hour cardio, then my body doesn't act right. I, it's, it's not happy with me. It says to me, it says, hey, come on, man. You did the hour today. What do you, yesterday, what about today? So that's when I tell my mind, you know, go leave me alone. And then I continue to go on. So you have to just get in control, man. Because the mind, like I said, it's a terrible thing to waste. But you got to, you know, don't, don't pay attention to it much because it'll get you in trouble. It'll have you where you start making excuses. Ooh, yes. Look at that word of wisdom yep, on the real exactly. wrestling podcast. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> love it. Love it, Teddy. Love it. So uh after you know uh Ted Turner had bought the, the company down, uh, you know, and, and brought it all up, you transitioned into a manager, um, you know, managing great names like Doom, you know, Ron Simmons and yeah. Butch Reed, and even even the man that you know you became very very well known with uh mean mark callus <laughs> is that, that if i remember that is correct if i remember right that is correct mean mark callus there we go and and did you see the spark did you did you see that spark in him then could you see him becoming where he's come today well you know I didn't understand the business then, you know what I mean? Because at that particular time, you know, I was in, uh, when me and Mark got together was in WCW. And when I was in WCW, you know, it's like on the job training. Nobody's going to tell you nothing, you know, because they don't want you to learn. They don't want you to know. So, but I had, a, you know, some, you know, a few friends there, you know, God rest in, in, in his soul. Harley Race was another guy that uh, took me on his wing a little bit and helped me out a whole lot. So I love him. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, uh, Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert, God rest his soul. Those are two guys that I rolled with that I learned so much from because they were the great minds of this business. Kevin Sullivan was, was the creator of the NWO. Uh, Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert had uh, WCW and uh, uh, the Jim Crockett emotions on fire, okay? Because, I mean, these guys are just, just new to business, and I'm just so lucky and blessed to be able to ride with both of them and to get that knowledge from them. So that, you know, just right. just great for me, man. So like I said, I just enjoyed, you know, you know what I did. And I was able, once I got to Vince, then I understood more about the wrestling business. I understood what it meant to draw money, mm-hmm. uh, how to get over and what it was all about. Cause I didn't, under, I didn't know, I didn't understand. So I was lucky enough to get in the WWF at the time, 1998. And then after Vince discovered me, I never forget, Vince McMahon came to me and told me one time, I cut this promo. The first night I walked out, I was with D'Lo Brown, was the first guy, and I cut this promo on Tommy Dreamer. And I walked back in, and Vince McMahon looked at me, and he said, I couldn't believe I've had you here under my nose all this time. Because at the time, I was refereeing. Hmm. And so, you know, he didn't know, but there were a lot of people in that office that did know. And one of, and I have to thank Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Michael Hayes, and Earl Hebner, because those were the three guys that told Vince McMahon what I could do. And that's when he called me back to have me come back to, to WWE when Laurinaitis uh, fired me. And I went back to work at WWE. Mm-hmm. And that was the night I walked out with Tommy. I walked out with D'Lo Brown and cut that promo on Tommy Dreamer. Just listen to that. 
That awesome stuff. Is great. Hey, I have a question. Um, obviously, we know this business comes with a lot of traveling out of all the cities that you've ever been to. What are your some of your favorite cities that you've traveled to? Well, uh, I just never really had a favorite city because, you know, I never did stay anywhere long enough to really, you know, see what the city was or what it was all about. I mean, you know, in this business, you know, you're in one town one night and the next night you're somewhere else. But I always did really enjoy going to Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, I loved that. And at the time then I was drinking too, you know, and so they had a place there called Walter's Oyster Bar and they sold these margaritas for one dollar. And brother, unbelievable. Oh, so man. I'd always, <laughs> I'd love to go to Gee. Corpus, to Walter's Oyster Bar. And I'd also, I'll tell you another thing too, I also love coming to the UK. I had a great time uh, there in the we UK. Go. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. I always, love yeah, I didn't mind like coming. Especially when we did the tours, you know, when we were there for 15, 14 days, you know, then that's when I had a chance to, you know, kind of get around and see parts of the city. But London, Jesus, I loved it. The, oh. the, the water there. Oh yeah, man. Teddy, yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that. going over there. Yeah, <laughs> London I, is I, nice. I yeah, I went to, there in a couple years ago. And I couldn't wait to call my wife, you know, and 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 send pictures back, you know, and let her know, you know, just how beautiful it was, you know. And look at me, I'm in London, England. Who would have ever thought it? My well, wife wouldn't have let me leave the house and go to London without her. <laughs> Teddy, <laughs> Teddy, you are welcome back anytime. You give me a call. We'll go out. I'll show you some more London sites. You can know the real London because you. I think. Right. I, I think. All I think right. you will enjoy it, my friend. And and, and Mac, obviously, not forgetting yourself. Come on, you you yeah. gotta you gotta have traveled. You gotta have seen some fun places. Come on, what what are we looking? What are we talking? Come on, where are you thinking? Well, uh, I tell you what, I did remember though. I went to Wales one time right. uh, and uh you know that was was a pretty nice place too you know i enjoyed that um i don't know man i'm just open for anything you know wherever you want to take me and, sh and, and show me then i'm just ready to go i got no special place oh, that's why i like to hear do you and mac have a place that you guys traveled together that you uh remember fondly we've well, been mac to and I several places yeah, and the most traveling that we did, we did it uh, last year back. We we, we uh, did our, our show in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, at the time that they were having a SummerSlam there. And Mac and I were, were part of WrestleK. We went over there, you know, and did the meet and greet and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, me and Mac uh, was in, uh, like I said, in Rome, Georgia for the Fan Fest. Uh, we were with a, an organization called the IWN, uh, but uh, we don't know how we stand with them. And we don't really care. <laughs> So, uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know, so we just, we, I'm just, I said that to let them know you can't go stop me and Mac. Me and Mac are going to move on, player. Nice. We have done this show for those who are wondering. Uh, we, we developed the show that we do, Road Trip After Hours, as a way to tell people to go F themselves, basically, because they kept, you know, people kept saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. And, our point was to go, yes, you can. And to nice. prove that anything is possible if you just put your mind to it. Yeah. I love yeah, it. You got to do it. I absolutely yep. love it. So, I, I, Teddy, I'm, I'm going to address an elephant. And, and I'll be honest, uh, a childhood okay. question I have for you. Who came up with the tag team gimmick player? 
come on. Who who was the one that came up with that? Was that yourself? Was that someone else? Where where did it come from? Well, let me explain that to you. I came up with player, and the, I, I will tell you about both of them. All right, no. I, the player came from my dog. I had a dog. I had a big <laughs> Labrador Retriever, and okay. every time and when and every time he'd move around in the house, I mean, I'm like, move out the way, player. Come on, player, will you move? Get out the way. And I mean, I just started saying it to him, okay? So then the next thing I did, I went to TV and I just took it to TV and I started saying it on my own. And plus it was a slang too that a lot of, you know, not trying to be racist, but a lot of the black guys said, you know, rappers mm -hmm. said, come player this, player that. So I kind of, you know, took it from that. That's how I started saying it to the dog. Now on the, uh, on the tag team match, the way I made that so special is because one time, Vince McMahon, I heard him talking, and he was talking to somebody about he would they they, they had introduced them, but he they didn't introduce them like he wanted them introduced. He wanted them to put some flair on their name, mm -hmm. and he went and I stood back. He didn't even know I was listening, and I watched him rehearse it to them and told them just exactly how he wanted that done. So all I did was went out, and I remembered Vince. He said this is what he wanted. And I just remembered him, and then I went out and I said. Right now, we're gonna have ourselves a tag team match, and that's Ooh. that's putting emphasis on it, you know. And that's yeah. how this wanted it done. Yeah. Well, that's how the tag team match started. Oh wow! They is the, just like that. My, it's, just it's like that. Crazy how that happens sometimes. Yeah, and it it, like it, it, it blew up. It, I guess I I remember I remember watching it, and I remember vivid as day. You know, all you know, all of your incredible, you know, the way in which you presented yourself and. and and the other, and like I said, with the Undertakers, with the Undertakers thing, that was also, I remember that, you know, you're going to go one-on-one -on -one with the Undertaker, you know Ooh. what I mean? There you go. Chills, chills. <laughs> oh, well, Mac, <laughs> yep. let's, 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 let's look at, let's, let's chat with you a little bit, my friend. Let's chat with you. That's being dangerous. A, <laughs> well, being a <laughs> former comedian, uh, radio Who, person, me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, no, hey. no, no, hey, no. Come on. no, no. <laughs> Give yourself some credit, my friend. Like I said, you're the smooth talking comedic genius here that I, I'm talking about. Hey, come on. No, I got a radio background uh, where I used to do morning radio, but as far as a comedian, I wouldn't say that. I just uh, have a, I have a flair for like having a good time. The same as uh, Teddy. Uh, the reason Teddy and I get along so well. It's because Teddy and I are two of a kind in reality. We both like to have fun. We both believe in telling people to go F themselves if they don't think something could be done. And Teddy is embedding it in my head now that age doesn't matter and get my ass in the gym. And I listen to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love it. I love it. And that's funny enough, that's exactly I was literally about to say to you, you and Teddy, how, how did how did you two meet? What do you, you know, how did, how did this all come about? Teddy and I, we actually, we've known each other for quite some time, but we didn't start working together really until we started working with a company a couple of years ago that he mentioned a while ago. <laughs> and uh, while we were there, uh, Teddy and I developed uh, after hours and started really kind of uh, fine tuning what we thought would be an interesting program. Uh, and Teddy, the reason I knew it was going to work was because Teddy jumped in immediately because I think Teddy saw the same thing, that this was something that we really believe in. Uh, it's different than any other podcast out there with Teddy and I and our personalities and the ability to have fun with one another and not take things so seriously. 
Teddy and I are just two of a kind that make for a fantastic show. Uh, I know your producer right now is in the background. Uh, he knows very well about our show and uh, he has helped us along the way. And we thank him very much as well. So if anything he tells you guys, the producer, listen to what he's telling you. I promise he's gotten Teddy and I to do many things and we're happy so far. I'm saying right now that I, I want to touch on that there a little bit too. Uh, mm. uh, and what Max said, you know, about uh, me jumping right in on it. The reason I jumped in on it, because like I said, I've known Mac, you know, before we even started talking about this podcast, Mac has always been a guy that's been out on his own and did his own thing. So Mac would always, you know, be at some of the wrestling events and he'd bring his microphone and stuff and he'd try to interview as many guys as he could, you know, to try to, you know, get his own thing started. Hmm. So I did a couple of interviews with Mac, you know, before we even hooked up, you know, I took the time to do them, then, you know, anybody else, you know, I'd have charged them, but I didn't do that to Mac because I saw he was just out there on his own, man, struggling, you know, trying to get going. So I'm like, hey, whatever I can do to help this guy get started, let me help him out. So that's how I really met Mac over the years. Right. And then after me and him got together again, he was, we was talking about this promotion that I mentioned earlier. And then that's when we really start talking because, you know, we were around each other much, you know, much, much more. So I got with Mac because I quit doing podcasts. And the reason I quit doing the podcast is because the last one I did, I had some guy that, well, I did two. I had one guy that edited some and put in the put in my voice that I call Ahmed Johnson an idiot. I never said that. Yeah. Next thing I know, Ahmed Johnson is putting out threats all over social media, what he's going to do to me when I come to Texas and all this. The next one, I told the guy, I said, I didn't come up with excuse me for Vicky Guerrero. What I said to Vicky Guerrero was one day we was at ringside hmm. and Vicky moving around or something, she moved me or something and she says, excuse me. And it just <laughs> caught me. And I said to her, I said, that's it, Vicky. I said, come, just, you know, let's, let's, let's go with that. So Vicky came up with that, not me. I just made Vicky aware that we could, you know, we could use that. But mm. this guy put in on the podcast that I invented it, that I created it. And so I'm like, okay, these guys are just doing anything just to try to get numbers. So I quit doing them. And the only reason I got with Matt, because I right. thought Mac was serious and we could do this and we could do it right. So that's, you know, give the credit to Matt, because I'm telling you, I had frowned on all the podcasts. I wasn't going to do any of them. But so Mac, you know, kind of got me to going. And so I seen he was serious. And so that's why I came out and we, we got this thing after hours. Yeah, I mean, and and it, and I'm, you know, glad to hear that from, well, you know, you're going to, people will hear it from us as well. When what you have just said is what you have just said. It's not, you're not going to, we're not going to take sound bites anywhere. We're not going to do anything. We report true exactly what's come out of the mouth and teddy you know great to hear that you've been able to set that record straight and we want to be able to help that set that record straight for you right so it's well good to like hear. i said and i appreciate that too and like i said when mac you know suggested i come and talk with you guys i said if mac's down with it then i'm cool with it well it's good to hear and thank you mac thank you <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey I, I thank Teddy. In fact, he said a couple of things right now. I didn't even know uh, about not doing podcasts and agreeing to do mine after not wanting to do them. So that's uh, actually makes me feel pretty good that he did that. I, I've never known that, but thank you, Teddy. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's I, I didn't. Gotta I be had some a... good self-esteem boost. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah those, I got a big those... head now. I'm <laughs> my wife's in trouble tonight. <laughs> yeah, those guys, those, those guys put a bad taste in my mouth, man. So yeah, I'm understandable. Like, I'm 
I'm done with it because I don't want nobody lying on me saying I'm saying something and you know that can get you hurt. You know, some guy yeah. I, I met Johnson want to be violent with me, and I don't even—I don't really. You know what? I don't even think I ever met him. I, I tell you though, Teddy. I, I got to tell you, Teddy. I, I think you could take him. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, like I said, I don't. Like I said, I don't even know him. I just know talk of him through uh, Bradshaw and Ron. You know, when they mm. were back there, you know, working with him. You know, and Bradshaw used to, you know, mention him, and Ron would talk about him. But and then Godfather, you know, they worked with him. I never even met the guy. Yeah. Well, there you go. There we go. Well, look, record set straight, guys. Listen to the words that come directly from the man's mouth. <laughs> Don't take clickbait. Don't do any of that. That's what we're going to hopefully get that out and let people know that what Teddy Long says is what Teddy Long says and it's true. Well, right. yes. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask a little question right. here. Uh, so as you can guess, Joel and I, uh, podcast hosts together, sometimes can be a little bit difficult. Sometimes he struggles to reel me back in. So, okay, Mac, I'm going <laughs> to ask you this. What is like? What is it like doing a show with Teddy Long? What What is it like? Easy. That's, easy. that's one word. Easy. Ooh. Teddy and I. People are going to be surprised to know this, but Teddy will call me on uh, the day that we film, mm-hmm. right before we film, and he asks me, "What are we going to talk about?" And I don't tell him everything we're talking about. Some of it, I want to be a surprise, but we don't prep this show. I'll, all I do is I get the questions together because I want our conversation to be real in the moment. Because too many times, right. there's a lot of podcasts that'll go out there and they'll tell the guests exactly what we're going to say and what we're going to do. And it takes the natural involvement of that conversation to happen. Uh, and so with Teddy and I, it's just, let's just see what's going on in the news. And we just start talking and we have a good time and, and we speak our mind bluntly at times, but that's only because sometimes it's needed, but more times than not, we're just having a good right. time. And we want everybody else to have a good time while, you know, watching the show. And we always say our, our podcast is not like any other podcast out there. I promise you there's a difference and you need to see it on YouTube to really see the full effect of what road trip after hours actually is. Oh, and how can they find it? it? Go on. They can, can find, find us it? on YouTube. Yeah, you can find us right there on YouTube at Road Trip After Hours. Nice. And look, Joel, Joel has been ever since, you know, we know Joel's been watching. So Joel, go on, get, give your review here, Joel. Go on. Tell the world just exactly how this podcast is, because I know you've enjoyed it. This podcast has been awesome. Um, I've had a Joe. great time talking to you guys, listening to your guys' stories. Uh, incredible to hear some of the things that even Matt didn't hear. He heard it with us the first time, you know. So uh, I appreciate you coming on here, Teddy and and Mac, and uh, blessing us with your with your um, voices. It's especially yeah, yeah. Mac there with that that golden voice. Well, th- hey Joel, hey Joel, thank you so much, man. Thank you, to, you know, thanks for having me on here, man. And thanks, I know, I know, Mac, thanks you, man. And uh, you know, we just happy we can do it. And uh, like I said, we ain't gonna be shy if we can, you know, come on sometime, you know, in the later, you know, date or something, you know, we'll be happy to do it again. Ooh, yeah, because it's, it's unusual for us that because we're so me. used to asking the questions all the time that <laughs> it's unusual to have somebody ask us questions. Uh, so it, it's actually a day off if you want to know the truth of the matter. <laughs> Say, how's the hot seat feel? How does that hot seat feel, guys? <laughs> it actually, it's much easier than doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear it. Love to hear it. Well, I, I'm gonna, 
going to ask you both just one more question, just a little one. So, thoughts on the current product out there? What, what What's our thoughts on it from both of you? Do you, are you enjoying first. it? I'll go first just so I don't have uh, I want Teddy to go last so he can close the show. Okay. Um, uh, the current product for me uh, is getting better. I would say when it comes to WWE, um, it, the, the creative direction has changed somewhat. And I think that's made a big difference in the presentation. They still have a lot of things to fix, but uh, at least they're going the right direction. Whereas I think with AEW, I'm not so sure their direction's uh, that clear anymore. At one time, they were hot and they were, you know, everybody wanted to be the, you know, the boyfriend, girlfriend of AEW and ride that wave. But that wave has seemed to kind of start to go down. And and to be honest with you, a lot of it's from bad decision making, which Teddy and I have talked about on After Hours. Uh, you know, that press conference with CM Punk at uh, All Out uh, certainly was a, a game changer for AEW. It brought a lot of things to light. And uh, honestly, I hope that things work out between Punk and AEW because I think that's what they need. I think it's what he needs in order to get his, uh, you know, his persona back over again for AEW to save some face because they, made, like I say, they made a bad decision. Um, and if they don't do that, I'm worried about the future of AEW. I really am. You've already lost Cody and now you've lost Punk. And, uh, you know, you've lost William Regal, too, which was huge. You know, William mm -hmm. Regal, uh, he came on the scene and AEW was just incredible in his performances that he was doing out there. And when he had to go, I was like, God, there's somebody else I'd love to watch every week. But, you know, he was gone back to WWE to work with his son. Teddy, on the other hand, what do you think? Well, my thing is this: I won't be, I, and I and I won't be as long as you, Mac. I'll make this Sorry. real short and sweet. Uh, with WWE, um, like you said, I agree with you. It's certainly getting better. It's you know the show's a lot better. You know, I'm you know I I, I watch it not all the time, but I do you know watch it now. And uh, my thing is this: you know the Attitude Era was the deal. That was the deal. There's no more Attitude Era. Yeah. Uh, and then I see a lot of the young talent now, you know, nobody's selling anything in the ring. You know, you hit a guy, he's right back up. You know, it's nobody, I mean, nobody knows how to get over. There are certain people there that do, you know, but all is real simple. All you got to have in this business, some good versus evil. It's just yes. that simple. So, you know, a lot of, there's, there's no, some guys, there's no more heat, no more, you know, like now, now when the baby faces, you know, hit the ring, you know, there's no big reaction, you know, waiting from the people, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what you going to do, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, like I said, it's getting a lot better in WWE. I mean, I'm telling you right now, they're getting back. But that's what I said. They got to work with those young kids, though, man. You know, they got to stay on them about selling and about knowing how to get over and make, you know, make people believe, make yourself believable. Uh, AEW, you know, I heard some talk that was said about me, you know, from somebody that worked there that uh, I'm pretty sure they wasn't lying. So my thing with AEW, they're not concerned about me and I'm not concerned about them. So I don't watch it. Ah, fair enough. That's fair enough to hear from the two of you, and it's it's good to hear. Obviously, get the model, you know, get your perspective on it, being you know the the brains in which both of you are, and you know the the stature that you have. So, look, we're 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 gonna we. I don't want to. I really don't want to. But we're gonna have to wrap this up. I don't um, <laughs> But one more time, where can we find Road Trip After Hours? Where can we find yourselves? Go on, plug away, guys. The floor is yours. 
All right. Road Trip After Hours. You'll find us on YouTube at Road Trip After Hours. Uh, you'll find us on all major pla uh, podcast platforms as well under the same name. Uh, let's see. If you want to find a T-shirt real fast for Road Trip After Hours, go to ProWrestlingTees.com, Road Trip After Hours. And Teddy, how about you? Hey, man. I think you said it all. I, well, yeah, you can, oh, you you can find us on, uh, you can find us on, let's see, me on Facebook at Mad Mac Davis, uh, YouTube, which is, of course, uh, everything pretty much is after hours after that. But on uh, YouTube and Twitter, you'll find me at Mad Mac Davis. Okay. And the same thing with me. Uh, I'm not on Instagram. I'm just with Facebook, uh, Twitter. So it's Teddy Player Long, uh, at Teddy Player Long for Twitter. And uh, Facebook is uh, the same thing, Teddy Long Player. Wow. Thank you very much for coming on our show. You, we are guys. we are very honored to have the two of you here. Yeah, I have been Nathan Sinclair with my co-host Joel. Joel, give us a sign off like you always do. Thank you very much, guys. It's been a wonderful interview. Appreciate having you guys on. Audience, if you guys like the show, please like, share, subscribe. You can find us on realwrestling.net and the podcast will be on all relevant podcast platforms. This has been us keeping it real on the Real Wrestling Podcast.